Hello there, and welcome back to Happy Chemicals. I'm your host, Christian Rivera, and today I wanted to talk about my villain era, uh, which has been my entire life. <laughs> uh, something interesting that, like, I, I find that that phrase, first of all, very um, interesting in, uh, in, in a lot of positive ways, and that a lot of people are really starting to embrace their assertiveness, maybe their inner adrenaline, testosterone and standing up for themselves, speaking up for themselves. But I also feel this interesting connection in that recently I remembered that my my kind of religious experience was more capital A atheist. Like I was a goth kid, you know, really morbid kind of goth kid, especially in the kind of uh, early 2000s, I think, late 90s, early 2000s. There was a few years there where I was very fundamentalist atheist and pretty intense about it. And I think my whole life, because I'm at Enneagram one and I'm a counter type, I've kind of rebelled against rules. I've rebelled against religion. I've rebelled against, uh, so many things. (laughs) And I realized that my relationship to goodness is that I made myself the villain of the story. Everyone sort of has their own relationship to being the hero. And my, being the villain of everyone else's story in a sense is my version of being the hero. And so there's this concept called the drama triangle that I think is very powerful. It's this idea of being either the, either the hero villain or victim of a situation. And the situation can last for a long time or even just like how you approach life. Right. And hero villain or victim is what it sounds like. You are the hero of the story. Maybe you feel like you need to be the savior and save people for one reason or another, you're the villain and you're always being counter to everyone, maybe contradictive, uh, creating obstacles, creating problems kind of for the sake of it. And, uh, or maybe being the the victim and always acting as if the world is, is, uh, imposing its will upon you and you have no choice, but to abide by it. And you're the victim of, of the, the heroes and the villains of the world, right? Fighting each other and you're cowering in the corner. And so hero, villain, and victim are really interesting concepts to keep in mind. And I've talked about it on this podcast. I've talked about it on my YouTube channel and stuff <clears throat> where hero, villain, and victim are really, really important for the first, I think one of the first tools of self-awareness is hero, villain, victim. Are you always trying to meet people's needs or you always, you know, you can use the word people pleaser tends to fall into the hero territory. Is your relationship to yourself always in relation to other people. And then the villain is like, are you always trying to be uh, a roadblock? Are you always trying to, you know, are you a a grammar Nazi? You know, are you always, are you listening to people's conversations and listening for someone to say something wrong? Are you listening for contradictions and constantly trying to point those out? Are you creating problems and are you getting in the way of the heroes of the world? Right. Or are you rejecting help? You know, villains tend to be very lone wolf types and sort of isolating themselves. And then the victim, you know, are you someone that is, again, like trying to create, uh, you're always blaming someone else for your problems or you're, you know, blaming yourself, your others, uh, circumstance, you know, nothing's ever your fault, right? (laughs) That kind of thing. And that's a version of being the victim. And I think these roles shift, right? These roles are not necessarily static. 
But I think primarily in my life, I've created the villain circumstance for myself most of the time. And so I find this idea of like, I'm in my villain era to be really interesting because I find that being assertive is important. Uh, but I also don't think that if it's interdependent or codependent, that that's healthy either, right? So if you're a hero, it doesn't mean that you need to become a villain or become a victim. It actually means that you need to start shifting from the drama triangle into what's called the empowerment dynamic, which is taking the hero and becoming a coach, taking the villain and becoming a challenger, and taking uh, the victim and becoming a creator. And the idea is that it's about inner self-propulsion. It's not about like the, the drama triangle requires external energy, right? Motivation in a sense is the hero taking external cues from other people to be motivated, motivated to save people, motivated to do something for someone else to validate myself, right? And then the villain is also seeking validation by creating destruction, by uh, creating a sense of self-importance by how much they can stop others. And then the victim is perpetuating a self-importance by, uh, you know, the way like a baby would in that everyone turns their attention towards the baby because they're the most helpless. And so it's a different, these are like different forms of almost getting attention and getting motivation. And, you know, people who are victims are motivated to create victim scenarios. And I find that victims tend to be the most dangerous in society, you know, um, the most depressed of some kind and creating justifications for causing, you know, kind of becoming a villain in a sense because of all of what's happened to you. And, you know, we experience this with, uh, there, there are all sorts of different ways that people can keep themselves into either of these roles. You know, you can perpetually seek all of your past traumas instead of really honestly working through them, but you can kind of start collecting them, right? Like parent, blaming your parents for who you are or like your responses or your traumas um, or blaming society for oppressing you or holding you down or blaming your boss or blaming your partners. Anything like that uh, could be a form of, of, in a way, keeping yourself down and not realizing that you're the one keeping yourself down because of your not only your expectations, but an orientation on the outside world that is crushing you. And so the hero and villain and victim are, you're kind of able to toss between them, right? You can feel like the victim of a, you know, a vague oppression or an actual oppression or, you know, there are real victims in the world. I'm not saying that there isn't. And, um, but I don't know that there are, and there are real, I guess there are real heroes and there are real villains. Like, I think there are people who, you know, you can, you can look at Hitler and create a very, very, it's a pretty obvious argument that he was the villain of World War II. Uh, but you can also take varying perspectives. And to him, he was probably a hero to the German people and also a victim of the Jews who were oppressing his people, right? So you can see how that someone can create uh, navigation through the drama triangle just with that sort of extreme example. But uh, I, I certainly would encourage you that if you're, you know, having struggles and, and maybe it's always like, you know, the circumstances are never right, you're probably stuck in the drama triangle. And so the empowerment dynamic removes the interdependence, right? The removes the motivation 
that is required to get into action and creates the individual self-propulsion. And it's, it's perhaps there's an independence, but maybe an in, interdependence as well, but it's not dependence. It's not, uh, your sense of self-worth is not dependent on how much you can villainize someone or how much you're the victim of someone or how much you can be the hero to someone that you can actually lend your expertise, your life experience and your sense of self to the idea of being a coach, a challenger or a creator, right? So if you've been primarily a coach, uh, a hero, I should say in your life, and you've been a people pleaser, you know, the natural tendency is to become a coach and that if you start to create some distance from dependence on, on, um, validation from others, then you can be a very effective coach in helping to support people to develop their own agency, develop their own sense of self and develop their own self-motivation, right? As a coach, you're not dependent on them and their performance. Like, yeah, it'd be great if they changed their lives, but they ultimately have to make the decisions. And that's what you understand as a coach is that you're not doing everything possible to make sure that they succeed because if they succeed, then you're validated. But as a coach, that's not the case. The coach will do the best job that they can to try to help someone succeed, to give them the tools to succeed, but it's not your job to push them past the finish line, finish line. And so that's very important and valid for any coach to consider. And I think the villain going into the challenger situation is simply being able to ask tough questions in tough circumstances, you know, providing challenges because people need to develop muscles in psychological and physical ways. So a challenger can be not just a coach at the gym, but maybe a personal trainer, for example, that creates um, challenges for you, or maybe someone that puts together a 5k run that is, you know, that is a race and creates challenges for you. And a challenger is not, them creating challenges is not to self-validate or to get validation from you for, from seeing how much you struggle. But a challenger is actually going to be good at calibrating your, you know, where, where the person that they're helping to support or train, like where they are in terms of their skill set. You know, what is, what is easy for them and what is difficult for them? Because ultimately as a challenger, you're trying to push the envelope. As a coach, sometimes you're trying to help someone heal. You're trying to get someone back to a baseline or you're trying to push someone, uh, support someone through a situation. A challenger is going to be like pushing you to the next level. How can you think beyond what you're typically thinking? How can you push your body beyond your, what you're typically, uh, dealing with? Or how can a challenger create situations and circumstances that will maybe simulate something that's going to actually happen in the real world for you to have to contend with? and present those challenges so that you can actually grow as a person as opposed to trying to, you know, the villain is, is intentionally is also gauging where someone's skill set is, but is typically intentionally, if they're doing it well, <laughs> intentionally trying to create circumstances where they always win, where the villain always wins. And, uh, which is funny because I used to watch movies growing up and I was just like, if I was the villain, like why, why are, why is the villain making this so easy for the hero? Like most of the time you see that the, the villain is the easiest one to see the ego at play, right? They're trying to validate. They're trying to get love. They're trying to rule the world so that they can have control. 
but usually they end up having to, you know, they give away that they're seeking connection by, by explaining away their plan or uh, hesitating and not, and taking too long or goading or, or taunting. Right. And like, those are, that's the ego stuff at play. In my mind, I was just like, if you're genuinely trying to be the villain, like just crush them, just crush them. What are you doing? Uh, you know, but that's the dependence at play. Right. And the dependence again requires that you are uh, that you have someone to villainize because if you're the Joker and you just destroy Batman, you have nothing else to do. <laughs> so the challenger is someone that can push someone, but there's a non-attachment to being able to push them. You're not pushing them so that you can feel validated and how smart you are or how uh, physically stronger you are than this person. You're gauging where they are and you're pushing them. And then the creator is taking this victim idea where everything is on top of you and everything's crushing you and starting to realize that you have agency. You have the ability, the ability to create your circumstances. You can make choices for yourself. You can leave your circumstance. You can move away from someone or something. You can, you know, switch schools or move away from town or uh, run away from home. Like I'm not suggesting that you do specifically those things, but if your circumstances are awful, then you're going to have to at some point take the reins and make a change, right? If you're being abused by your partner, you might have to make a change. If you're recognizing that that's actually happening. If it turns out that you're just making up all sorts of narratives to make yourself the victim, then what you probably need to do is get involved in some sort of creativity. I'm working on a series of articles with Susan Storm at Psychology Junkie about personality types and their compulsions. And I think compulsions kind of come into play with the victim mentality, when you're having everything come onto you and your circumstances are not, uh, which support are, are not that, not of the circumstance that supports your, you know, your dominant cognitive function, your way of navigating the world, what gets you excitement or what puts you into flow. And a lot of times we just sort of accept our circumstances. We can just say like, like this is just the way it is. This is going to be my life forever. Nothing's ever going to change. And so it's important to be able to recognize that you can take charge. You can take control of your life. You can make different decisions. It doesn't have to be one big sweep of a change, but you can start to, you know, put your ideas out onto a podcast. You can start to put your feelings out onto a page and start drawing or writing and expressing yourself in a way that doesn't necessarily require other people to do, you know, and creativity doesn't have to be a solo venture, but creating is about taking your energy that is welling up inside you, whatever it is that you're processing, whatever it is that you're feeling and talking to someone or expressing yourself to someone or, um, you know, writing it out on paper and putting those things out in a way that is, um, Taking the reins in your existence, I think, is is really what it is about being a creator. And you can get support from a coach who is helping you to create. Support from a challenger is giving you challenges to, you know, push yourself a little bit more. And so I think those are interesting aspects to consider when you're, you know, this idea of like the my villain era is like, yeah, I took the villain route. And now I feel like part of the way that I speak when I challenge, when I, when I, even if I'm at my coaching style has tended to be a challenging style. You know, like I have a tough truth for you. Are you willing to accept it? Or like a challenge for you to try. 
you know, and like the drama triangle, the, the empowerment dynamic is also something where you shift modes, right? Sometimes you're a coach when you have the knowledge and you can impart knowledge on someone. Sometimes you can be a challenger when you see uh, a situation happening around you that like maybe you need to, people aren't being challenged enough and we need to push an idea forward, but not in a way to be antagonistic, but in a way to move energy. And then, you know, we all have to take the reins of becoming a creator in our lives where we are putting energy into making something that means something to us. Uh, to express something that's important to us, that's sharing our story and creating a legacy for ourselves, putting our name on things, you know, because this is a, this is a short life to be honest. You know, I've, I've lost people in the last few years. Uh, I think it's important that we take the time to express ourselves, to share our story, to, we don't have to necessarily do it publicly. You can create uh all sorts of drawings for yourself. I feel like art is something we make for ourselves. Um, but like, you know, creative services are a different thing and you don't necessarily have to fuse the two. You don't have to turn your art into a business. Uh, but whatever it is that you create, it's got to mean something to you. It's got to be a part of your passion. It's got to be something that is important to you, right? Starting to be Spider-Man, lifting up the the rubble from on top of him and taking the reins in your life. Because he could have just laid there and died. Right. Um, and most superhero stories kind of deal with some of those moments where your everything is so insurmountable, but then you realize that you have the strength to start to get yourself out of the situation. It already exists within you. It's not something that maybe you hear me as a coach in this situation supporting you, but you already know you have the knowledge within you to know what you need to do to make a change. There may be all sorts of reasons why you're not that actually live within the dependence of the drama triangle. Maybe you're scared of what somebody will think, what somebody will say, how they'll react. But if you're always in charge, then you can always pivot. You can always adjust, you know, uh, survival of the fittest is not about strength. It's about adaptability. That's nature's strength is adaptability. And so if you can lean on that and become more adaptable and uh, not just cling to any one role or idea. For me, I tried to cling to the villain era of my entire life that I can play different roles. I can be a coach at times. I can be a challenger at times. And I'm embracing more so these days being a creator, not only just with a podcast, but a creator for myself. I'm making a lot of art for myself, starting to do more writing and starting to put things out into the ether that and, and recognize that when my compulsions arise to start talking about something or that I feel like something's welling up inside me and I need to express myself, or I need to talk it out, that I give myself the places where I can do that. Because this is ultimately a one-player game and no one's going to come save us. And that's it, really. So uh, I hope this made a lot of sense. Uh, I hope sharing this this is some sort of help to you. If you have any questions, you can leave comments in the on the YouTube channel. Uh, actually, no, this is not going to be on the YouTube channel. I just turned off the automation. So uh, you should know that if you're listening to this, uh, <laughs> um, it's important to subscribe to this podcast because I'm going to be doing more INTP content specifically on YouTube. So if you want INTP specific stuff, that's on YouTube. If you want um, 
you know, some more general personal growth stuff, the podcast is here. Uh, so subscribe, share with a friend and all that fun stuff. So uh, I'm Let's Go See Notes on all the social channels. Usually Twitter is the best place to place to reach me. And Happy Chemicals is a place where I have uh, all sorts of, um, uh, what's the word? Courses. Why did I forget the word courses? I'm getting older, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have courses for INTPs. I also have a course called Press Start on your brand message or creative message. Uh, I'm not actually search YouTube first because I may have put it on YouTube for free. And that talks about the drama triangle a little bit more. And I want to do some more stuff around the drama triangle. I would love to create a course around that because it's really powerful as a tool for you to take with you in your life. If you're figuring out uh, how to navigate things. So uh, with all that said, my name is Christian Rivera. I appreciate you for listening to this podcast and uh, good luck out there. I'll see you on the next one.